welcome to this episode of Intuitate Radio, Relationship Insight with an Intuitive Twist. Honest, blunt, and no sugar added, but today there's going to be sugar in your iced tea. Everything relationships, that nothing. Sugar, huh? Is that sugar going to make people crazy? Is that why it's, it's in the iced tea? It's making me crazy. It makes you crazy every time. I know, that's you, why you I'm using it. You still continue to rage the sugar. What's up with that? Dude, I don't know. Something's chemically wrong. You just can't stop? You're powerless over the sugar? I just get nuts and I start screaming and singing and, and I, I yodel. I have the opposite effect. When I eat sugar, I just go down for the count. I know. You're no fun when you eat I'm sugar. I'm spaced. Yeah. It's better if you don't eat sugar. Or when I eat sugar, I mean, one of two things could happen. It's it, it's rare that I have your reaction and I get a little angry when I eat sugar sometimes. Yeah, I don't like you when you eat out. sugar. This is the aftermath of the sugar high. Yeah. But anyway, we got. <laughs> I'm, I'm your host. I'm medium- <laughs> And intuitive dating expert. Uh, if I'm an expert in something, I don't. I'm not an expert in my own relationships, but for other people, uh, I'm Marissa Liza Pellin. Who are you? I'm C.J. Weston, relationship expert and strategist. And we give advice, but sometimes we just don't follow our own advice. Right. And, and things don't work out. So in the studio, we have Dr. Michael Ruff's partner and fiance. Hi. Hello, Heidi, Heidi L. Hi. Ferguson. Yes, Thanks Heidi L. Ferguson. Thanks for coming back again this week. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm happy to be here. Yes, and you are a psychic medium and spiritual advisor. Yes, I am. And how can people get in touch with you? They can, I have a Twitter account and a couple of Facebook books accounts, book accounts, and um, the address is HeidiLFerguson.com. Okay, so people could just look you up, but make sure the L's in there. Heidi make sure the L's in there, Ferguson. yes. HeidiLFerguson.com. Yes. Yes, and we love you. You know why I love you? Because you're blunt, you're honest, and you're accurate. Yeah, Heidi doesn't play games. No. no. Do you eat sugar? You know what? I, um, you know what I put in my coffee? Blue agave. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Wasn't, wasn't expecting that response. <laughs> I eat a yogurt sweetened with um, agave yeah. nectar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. Okay, so do you feel like you, Do have you ever seen me on sugar? No, but I've heard stories and I've seen you on your webcast. Nelly. Yeah, I, I take like uh, rubber duckies and I and I quack and I hope that I don't eat sugar on the show because then our producer will start to think I need to be locked up. I don't know. I mean, I think we, we should put I it to the, the test one I saw the donut thing day. too. The donut Ooh. thing, yeah. Donut thing went well, I do you, do you see the anger in him on the donut webcast? Let's bring donuts. No, next let, week, let's bring a box of donuts. Chris? Yes. I'm, I'm good. Not. I'm good because the next I, day... It's just yeah. for fun. Do you know that I have to deal with you the next day? I have to deal with your anger the next day? Yeah, I'm but, the one well, who has to I have deal to with deal it. with your insanity. And, That's and your, good. You, you want to pull a prank. You want to do you know, there's a rubber ducky. There could be a box in the middle of the floor. Nobody knows, but that's what I have to deal with. So it's a trade-off. We're even. The box in the middle of the floor. Yeah, what are you talking about? boxes in the middle of the floor before to just like just to just fool people and have fun with them. Wait. Okay. So <laughs> so what? blue wait, agave. Wait. wait can I talk about the blue. box in a sec? What are you talking about? Didn't you put a box in the middle of the floor <laughs> once as a prank? For what? You uh, you you're the one that has to tell this. I don't know much about. I kind of honestly forget. Like I mean, there's there's bits and pieces of the the, the story. It's kind of bizarre. You were you were gonna like unleash this this information, not even tell me it was coming out. Like like is this your is this your ace in the sleeve here? What is it, this? It could be my ace in the sleeve. Okay, I put a box. This was like like, like years ago. I I put a box in the middle of the floor, a shoe box, and I had a, a boyfriend squat down in the middle of in the, uh-huh. the shoe box and wear a, a robe tie and not look at me. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that? what sugar does. Yeah. I was eating sugar and I'm like, just bounce up and down and dance and just don't look at me and just, he did it. 
I should have him on the show and ask him if he that affected him for the, the rest of his life. I, I want to ask him what possessed him to do that. Like, what? why? She asked him, Chris. Why didn't you draw a line? <laughs> you didn't draw lines. You know? When you, yeah. yeah. I you know? tried, but it didn't work. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a weird show, guys. Yeah. This is Intuitate Radio. Anything can happen here. So let's get back to our storylines. On Intuitate Radio, we are following two women's love lives for a year, <clears throat> hashtag Donna Drama and hashtag Stable Gina. Two different women, two different situations, both in touch with their ex. Donna is now seeing her ex full time. She's with them all the time, but she doesn't have a commitment. Gina, well, her ex-boyfriend came on, and, and they're not really doing anything right now, so she's kind of focusing on herself. And then we have uh, CJ here who's asking out everyone and anyone and having text wars and asking out uh, the secretary here in the Rachel, studio for, for the LOML. Yeah, she she has she's done. She's she's out of the question. That relationship is going to last a month, six weeks maximum. Once it falls apart, and it will, because he's, he's a 22 year old immature clown. I'm moving in again. Why and this time I'm coming much? back. Why are you all there like There needs talk? to be an element of surprise. Why? Let her go. Hold let her on. flutter. Let let her have the butterfly in her hand and let it fly away. Whatever. You're just. She's in the studio. You're not saying anything. But now that next has to week, be a surprise now you're giving us the. the she can't have foreknowledge of that. What this do you mean? She can't have foreknowledge. Foreknow- okay. All right. Well, when your relationship ends, I'm going to pursue you again. I'm not going to tell no, her that up front. Of course not. But you're going to tell her. Listen, I I am telling you that this guy is. BS. He's letting her go, and if it's meant to Butterfly. be, she will come back. Was Thank you, with Heidi. Yes, She's not I coming was. back. She's going to be opening the door when we come into the studio every Saturday and letting us in, and she's that's gonna as be far tired. as it's going to go. Huh? Every Saturday. Look, he, I, I'm not saying she's going to come back or not come back, but I can guarantee you that relationship's going to be short-lived, and when it does, I'm swooping back in, and this time I'm bringing pumpkin cheese, cream cheese. Okay, as our, our in-house psychic today, Heidi... What I mean, tell us what you are feeling with these situations because you've been listening to the show every week, obviously, because Michael is part of our show. Yes. So tell us what what you think of these storylines. Where do you think psychically that these things are headed? Where do you think these things are headed? Well, with Donna Drama, um, I find it interesting because I I get the I get the distinct feeling that she really does want a commitment. Yeah, but she's to this she's day she's, she's not. not. Right. She, she says she's not. Truthfully, truthfully though, I felt I feel that if she is going to be honest with herself, that's really what she wants. And I believe, mm-hmm. I also believe that she feels like I don't know what his name is, but that he's just going to come around. Okay, and he's going to commit to her. And I don't see that's happening because he is having his cake and he's eating it too. Yep. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head there when you say her being honest to herself. Well, because yeah. she's she's saying that it's okay. It's she's okay. I don't believe that she's okay. I don't believe she's right. okay either. No. Um, so, and he is saying, you know, he's having fun. She's, they're sleeping, you know, they're, they're, right. they're sleeping over each other's houses. You know, they're, she's with them every day. They actually both agreed not to see other people. Right. Or to sleep with other people. How is that not, and he's still saying he's not in a commitment. I don't understand See, I, I wouldn't try, I, I, I don't think she can truly really trust that. Now, now last week, okay, no, I'm sorry, two weeks ago. We had another psychic on, Gina. Yes. Okay. And she said that he was actually online, doing online dating. Okay. And it really upset Donna to where she went and asked me, said he wasn't. But Gina was so psychically sure that he was, had his antennas out. Do you feel that? I do feel it. You feel that he's, do you feel he's, because she's, she's sure he's not online. Oh, no. He's doing something. What do you feel he's doing? Um, 
I'm not exactly sure, but I certainly he she she's not the only woman he's seeing. Now, right now, I I think he is. I don't know about that. Because they're together every day. I don't I don't you mean talking to or seeing? I think he's communicating in some shape or form. So to an ex-girlfriend or something like that? Uh, Or somebody new. Really? Potential. Yes, potential Mm -hmm. women for the short-term future or even in conjunction with... You really feel that? Absolutely. Is it just because of his actions or because that's what you psychically feel? That's what I psychically feel. Now, I know the facts, so I'm just wondering how... You're both feeling this. Gina's feeling Mm -hmm. this. Strong. I I I have a strong feeling. I talk to her every day, okay? So she... If she's with him every single night and he's, you know, doing he's so busy with his film editing business with his brother, they're trying to build. And he she knows where he is all the time and she's with him every night. How is he possibly have the time to be seeking someone else out or talking to someone if if he, they're together? How, all the how, time? how long does it say, How long does it take to send a text? Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. how long does it take to check email to see if someone responded on a dating site? He owns his business. He's not. He's not on the nine to five. He no. has the, the the liberty to go where he wants when he wants. That's just. I guess it's just hard to believe, considering as, the amount of time they spend together, like that he would have the time to do that. As Jack Steadman tells us, love frees all schedules. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess I don't know. I've I've had similar situations happen in my life. You know where people sure. I thought were spending all this time with me, and then I find out that they're. They have another relationship on the side, and you wouldn't think that they had the time to do that. It, it happens. You know I mean, what I'm it, saying? It, yes, absolutely. I know what you're saying. Because yeah. you think that you're investing all this time, all this energy, and you think, well, I, I know for me, okay, I don't know how many. I, I, I start to think about this. I start to think about men, and, and I know men and women both do this. I know you're going to give me that argument. You bet. I okay? always do. But as a woman, I can only talk about men, and you can only talk about women as a as a guy. I'll say okay. something about both when you're done. Okay, but as a woman who has listened to countless clients and countless women say he's saying he doesn't want a commitment right now due to A B C D E F excuse, whether it's I'm hurting, I have to get my career in order, I have to basically help my mom, someone's sick. They don't want a commitment because there is someone else. That's right. Or they don't really like you that much. That's right. It's one of two things, pretty much. So if we can, like, go on and on in our heads about... Now, I've seen with all these people with the ex-boyfriends, I I understand how the ex-boyfriends might be a little more reluctant to get back with an ex-girlfriend because of the way a breakup ended in the past. So I could see them not wanting to make a commitment until they see that things are kind of moving along smoothly would you think that that would also be the case well here's the thing i mean like i said donna neither of them have committed to one another and she seems to be okay with it although in her heart she's really not okay with it and i think she's waiting to see i i think she's hoping at some point down the road he's going to commit he's not going to give that to her never he's not what if she changes her strategy in what way? Like not giving, not not being there all the time, not letting him pursue I don't her. Think, do you really think she can do that? I don't think she's going to do that now. She, I don't think she, she's able to draw the boundary that she knows she needs to, right. do, to draw. But if she did, do you think it could turn? I think it could turn. Right, I do too. The energy can always turn. Right. She has to create that though. Yep. Right. Exactly. I mean, she really has to have the she has to have the gumption to do that. Because if she doesn't, nothing's going to change in her situation. Yep. Okay. No, nothing. He'll continue. It grants he's him permission. To, he's going to tell you to eat that cake and eat that cake. Uh-huh. Always, always. Because he, he's got it. He's got it.
He's not milking. He's right there. The cow's there. He's milk. Yep. He's got everything he wants. In his milk eyes, she's not going free. anywhere. That's right. No matter what he does, she'll always be there. Okay. So we have also Gina, stable Gina. Stable Gina. Okay. Was there something else you wanted to, to say before we get to Gina? Was there anything else you wanted to I mention? might come back to that. Okay. Yeah. So Gina's situation, <clears throat> how do you feel about that? Um. So refresh my memory a little bit. So she is. She has an ex. She has an ex who were they were totally in love. They right. had. They got back together to, a couple different times. We had him on the air. Actually, he's, okay. He, he, you know, he's he's been on, and um, he he actually said that he doesn't want to, you know, have another relationship right now. You know, or rekindle it. Rekindle. Okay. We actually asked him on Valentine's Day if CJ and I could take them both mm-hmm. out to dinner and okay. try to put it together. Okay. This was the last. The um, Valentine's Day show. Okay. So. So. Now they're not, you know, she's not really in, co- in contact with him. They're kind of on good terms, but she's focusing on going to the gym now and taking care of herself. Right. But there was a very, I mean, everyone who knew them when they dated, that was, it's like your favorite couple, you know, but he's saying it's not going to happen. She's Now she's realizing after dating all these other guys that she, he's exactly what she wanted. So there were times where he wanted her and she didn't want him. She wanted him and she didn't want him. But now she's realizing he's the one and he's saying she's not. Since they've broken up, he's he's done some dating. Oh, he's had another relationship. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So I think he he's he's healing from that. Yeah. He's healing from that relationship. He was he was burned bad. He was raked over the coals. As I've been listening to what's going on in the, you know, on the show, he, her, her, her ex, since he's been, you know, he's been, like I, like I said, he's been raked over the coals and he's got a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of healing to do. And, and I, I can't say enough about the fear. I feel like his, that energy is so palpable. And right now it's not the time for her to get back with him. I think she needs to give him space. He he needs that. He needs the time. I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm hearing because if she pushes too hard, he's gonna he's just gonna run the other direction. Mm-hmm. Right. I think he would stay in touch friendship wise, but yeah. as far as a relationship, no. Because right now he's convinced it's not going to go any further. But yeah. we, I still feel that there's a very strong connection more so than I feel with the other couple. Yeah. I still feel uh, soul wise, spirit wise. A strong connection. I I would agree, and and I feel like I feel like it could be I feel like it could be a successful relationship. I think that she needs to give him the time for the the past to heal. So this commitment issue is not one of the two that we talked about that we you know not liking her enough or not. No, it's just he's like he's scarred. He he's scarred. He he needs some time to heal. Okay, that's what I'm hearing. So what should she do in the meantime? You think? I would say just be patient. I would say be supportive. And let Listen. him pursue her. Let him pursue her. That's let right. him come to yep. her with whatever he wants to talk about. Um, I would also suggest to her to create boundaries for herself, to protect herself, to protect her heart. Be open to him. And at the same time, she also needs to protect her heart mm-hmm. because it's he's in a very he's he's also in a very precarious situation right now because he's feeling like mm, maybe maybe not i'm i'm healing i'm i i i you know i know that i want to move further and i think there's a lot of i feel like he has a lot of uncertainty right now 
Okay, so I guess we'll have to see when they come back on where they're where they're going to be headed. Yeah. Um, but we have, you know, we we have astrology here, such an important component in in our modalities of looking at relationships, looking at compatibility. And as a psychic and medium, I could say that the respect I have for astrologers who do it. There's so many aspects to astrology. It's not just you know reading the your horoscope right. in the newspaper. Most people don't mm-hmm. know that you have a rising sign, moon right. sign, extremely complicated, a complete map, and it's very mathematical and scientific. And for people to do this well, it takes like 20, 30 years mm-hmm. of training, and mm-hmm. I've and it's very intricate. Most people think it's just you're like, oh, I'm a Taurus or I'm a Capricorn or I'm a Leo, and it's not the case. Right. Mm-hmm. So actually, I want to talk to. Uh, a favorite astrologer of mine, Robert Hand. He's one of the world's leading and most esteemed astrologers and historians. Born in New Jersey, yay! Woo! In uh, December of 1942, he began his work in astrology at age 17. His father, Wilfred Hand, pioneered in the study of applications of astronomical cycles to financial markets in the 1950s and early 60s. As a result, Rob learned the basics of casting charts from his father. Robert Hand has been a student of astrology since 1960 and a full-time professional astrologer since 1972. Rob, can we get you on the line here? Hi. Hi. Hello, Robert. Hi, Rob. Hi, Hi. Rob. You're getting me good. Okay. Yes, Rob, you know you're one of my favorite astrologers, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you are a best-selling author, uh, and one of your books is called Planets in Transit, Horoscope Symbols, Planets in Composite as well as night and day whole sign houses and essays on astrology. Yeah, that covers it fairly well. Yeah. Awesome. I have gotten uh, a reading with him, and he also had a reading with me. So I had connected, which was interesting, with his dad, who actually Ooh. taught him a lot of things. And uh, we, wow. we connected. And I don't know anything that happened in that session because I don't remember. You know that, Rob. I, I don't remember a lot of my readings. But we did connect with your dad. Oh, yeah. It was quite evidential, actually. Uh, you picked up things you would have had no way of knowing. I, I knew them, but I wasn't thinking about them at the time, so I'm sure you picked it up through mediumship. And were you, uh, were you a skeptic of mediumship uh, before you had a reading, or had you, have you had other readings? or What's your take as an astrologer on mediumship as a whole? Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm a spiritualist. Okay, I did not know that. I, but I haven't been for a long time. I've just been, just been a few years. And my wife attended a class of yours at Lilydale, and uh, she was very impressed. And she had a reading, and I had a reading, and we, you and I exchanged readings. Yes, and your, your reading of me, it was kind of interesting because on the onset, you weren't sure about, you, you say that the ability, the intuitive abilities are usually reflected in the chart. And at first hand look at it, you couldn't see it, but then looking at it further, it all kind of made sense. There are a number of ways a chart can state something that are subtle. That is to say, they don't leap right out and grab you, but they are nevertheless just as strong as the ones that do. Uh, that's why a really careful analysis of a chart is needed. Okay, yeah, and, and you know what? I think CJ has just said that he is going to have his chart done by you, and maybe we could have mm-hmm. you back on to explain the aspects in his chart that are holding him back. Would you be willing to do that? Yes, but I think we should probably have a private talk first because there will undoubtedly be details he would not prefer to have on the radio because there always are, not because there's anything particularly wrong with CJ. Of course. Yeah, of course. You guys sure. would have a private session and then maybe we would come back and discuss the highlights or something. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Beautiful. And uh, I think he, he's really impressed with you. So you, um, as you know, we, we're doing relationships and dating here on this show and 
our friend CJ here, our co-host, he seems to always get in relationships during or starting relationships in a Mercury retrograde yeah, period. It's a pattern. And it's usually during the first retrograde of the year, in those early months of the year, there's always, that's when I attract people or people come to me and or don't whatever. Work out. And it never works out. Right. So, what, But then the rest of the year, nothing happens at all. I'm dead. So can you tell us, can you explain to our audience in, 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 in simple terms what a Mercury retrograde is in astrology? Yeah, first of all, this is one of the few things besides the sign of the sun sign that has gotten into popular culture recently. I was watching an episode of NCIS, and forensic specialist Abby uh, was r- raging that it was Mercury retrograde. They couldn't, nothing would work out. <laughs> it's not, but first of all, what it is astronomically is as the Earth goes around the sun, uh, it looks from our point of view like the sun is going around the Earth. And when Mercury passes between the Earth and the Sun, it appears to be going backwards from our point of view. So an illusion. It's, it's, well, it's a matter of perspective. It's not an illusion exactly, it's, uh, but it's, it is uh, an accurate description of the physical dynamics of the solar system. But that doesn't matter because astrology looks at everything from the point of view of the Earth and the person anyway. So from the point of view of the Earth and the person, it is going backwards in the zodiac. And that has some significance. And it happens three years, uh, three times a year for three weeks at a time, roughly, correct? Correct, exactly, yes. Uh, sometimes it'll skip one, but that's, that's, that's the general pattern. And as a matter of fact, the three times it goes retrograde, trace out an equilateral triangle in the zodiac, typically. It slowly rotates, so it goes from group to group, but it's, uh, that's what it does. I, there's only one infallible aphorism I would apply to Mercury retrograde, and that is... Unless the astrologer is uh, reasonably enlightened on the subject, avoid astrologers under Mercury retrograde because they basically are sitting on their hands. But it is a it, it, there's a genuine element in there, but it's somewhat overdone. Uh, the general import that people get from popular culture is that you should sit on your hands, don't do anything important. Right, like no new purchases, no new house, no marriages, no nothing new. Everything is redone, recreate, re- resurface, replace. Yeah, and to some extent that's true. But I want to point out something that I point out to all my clients about Mercury Retrograde. Whenever the Declaration of Independence was signed in July of 1776, Mercury was retrograde the whole time. Wow. wow. <laughs> it doesn't so seem see, to be working out right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you see, that's, uh, it's not necessarily fatal. It did, however, delay things a bit. It took until 1781 before the decisive battle was fought and the revolution was effectively over. But nevertheless, it did happen. And there was, of course, a false start or two. But basically, it got going. So what it represents is an impediment, to use the traditional term. It is not an absolute uh, don't do anything. Now, there is one exception to this. If people, if a person has Mercury retrograde, they actually do rather well with it because they're used to it. Oh, so in their own chart, if they have Mercury in retrograde. Okay, their birth chart, correct? Birth chart, correct. Okay. So now, the, the phenomenon of uh, uh, your, what was your name again? The gentleman? CJ, and I do actually have retrograde in, in my birth chart. Is it Mercury retrograde? Yes. Okay. April twenty sixth, seventy eight. Okay, then I, I suspect that also I suspect also that your Mercury has some rulership over relationships. Mm-hmm. So that phenomenon 
is probably not why you're not having uh, decent relationships. It's probably why you're having them then, why the relationships are coming then. I I would, you, this is a situation that would require an analysis of the chart, you know, of the, of the entire chart uh, as it pertains to relationships to resolve. But it's an interesting pattern. Uh, I would not, if I were you, avoid relationships during Mercury retrograde. Just be detached until they've proven they've got some mileage on them. Right. Uh, right. And that, that's the best way to do it, because it will probably work, and especially if you happen to pick up somebody with Mercury retrograde. <laughs> okay. Understood. So, Thank you. So, Rob, in this show, we're following people's love lives for a year, okay? We're ha- there's two women. We're following their love lives. Both are trying to get back together with their ex-boyfriends. Right. And there seems to be patterns with some relationships where people keep kind of getting back together and and. and like the relationship is not ever finished. There seems to be um, a pattern that's playing out and they can't seem to move over the hump to where, is it a timing issue? What is with these relationships that just can't seem to fit into place, but they don't ever go away? Well, uh, I always like when I talk about the subject of relationships, I always say there are two reasons for having a relationship, a good one and a bad one. The good one is we are we experience parts of ourselves through other people. Well, in both cases, we experience parts of ourselves through other people. The the totality of what a human being is includes not only what's inside their skin, but their entire environment outside of it too, from their point of view. So, one of the reasons we have relationships is because uh, one of the reasons why we do this is in order to have relationships. Period. Otherwise, we would be a solo act all the way. Uh, the other one is a bad one. The bad one is that we experience aspects of ourselves through other people that we can't handle within ourselves. This is one of the most common reasons for having difficult relationships. Okay. Uh, one's internal negative per- personality characteristics are experienced as other people. This is particularly dramatic because the the place in the chart that has most connection with uh, intimate relationships is the sign setting in the West. Uh, You are symbolized by the sign rising in the East. That's the rising sign that you mentioned earlier. And that's as important, if not more important, than the sun sign. The sign setting in the West has to do with intimate relationships, all kinds. Now, what what do you mean the sign setting in the West? uh, Okay, when you were born, there was a zodiacal sign rising in the East. So that's your Uh, rising sign. All 12 signs, the ascending sign. Opposite that exactly is a sign setting. And what is and that called? The descendant. The descendant. Where I where is that in the chart? I didn't. I don't that's really... the seventh house. Okay. Oh, okay. House. The that sign describes the way in which you operate with people one to one, and the reason why relationships are so often complicated is that includes competitors, open enemies, business partners, clients, lovers, and marital partners. That whole house? That, that house includes all of that. Wow. Wow. Okay. In terms of one's life dynamics, it's the second or third most important house, depending on what a person's primary goals in life are, the first one being the rising sign, the ascendant. So even when a relationship is established for good reasons, it is fundamentally a learning experience. A relationship is intended to make both people move toward what it is they're supposed to become. And by the way, that's a very open-ended concept. It, doesn't, it is not quite the same as having a fate. I prefer the word destiny because it's actually a variation of the word destination. Wow, I like that. Mm-hmm. Where your journey is going. 
And that's something you don't want to uh, change because it's who you are. Okay, so we have relationships partly as a way of learning about ourselves through other people, as I mentioned earlier. Right. If there are aspects or attributes of the seventh house that are associated with characteristics within yourself that you don't particularly like, that's going to make relationships difficult. But on the other hand, it is through relationships that you'll resolve these issues. So, so like you're screwed either way. <laughs> you just, what you, here's, the, here's the fundamental rule, and this is very difficult, but it's the fundamental rule. When you systematically have difficult relationships, you must take responsibility for the fact that you are having difficult relationships, because the only thing all the people you've had relationships with have in common is you. Right. You're the common denominator. Exactly. So right. it doesn't mean you blame yourself. That's stupid. Uh, what you have to do is say, okay, somehow I'm causing this. Why? And you have to look at it openly, honestly, and without unnecessarily tearing yourself down. And then when you look at the traits that are causing difficulty, you have to say, okay, this is an aspect of myself in some way that I'm choosing not to face except through other people. And when you do that adequately, you can one of two things will happen. You'll either stop having that negative quality in your relationships or you will go through it and the relationship will begin to work. You may also, of course, leave that particular relationship because the lesson is over. Marriage requires uh, that people have a fairly strong mission with each other. It doesn't mean they embody each other's worst traits. The fundamental cause uh, in sexual relationships, that is uh, either gay or straight, it doesn't matter, is that a person has a conscious sexuality, that is a conscious gender. They also have an unconscious gender, which is the opposite one. And all the way back to the second century AD, astrologers realized that in a male chart, the feminine planets described the kind of women they would attract, and in a woman's chart, the masculine planets would describe the kind of men they attract. Right. Uh, and if, so if, if the planets of the opposite gender from your conscious personality have a lot of turbulence associated with them, this is something that has to be worked out in male-female relationships. So what I think is happening here is that your two people, the reason why they feel like they can't entirely let go of these relationships is because they probably haven't finished doing what it is they need to do. They will, they will as I said, either finally understand it, take responsibility for the relationship, and then go on with what's good about the relationship and genuinely supportive, or the relationship will end. So you're saying second chances could work out? Oh, yes, as long as there's change in between. And both people, does anything have to do with timing in a chart rather than people having yes. to do work? Absolutely. When, when I evaluate a pair of people in a relationship, the first question I ask is, is it time for them to have a relationship? Okay, that's what you were talking about before, Heidi. Yeah. With, with Gina. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the second thing I evaluate is, are they looking for each other? And that's the business of looking at the planets of the opposite gender. Those planets should describe major characteristics in the other person's chart. So let me ask you something, Rob. So my Mars is in Leo, okay? Yeah. So does, does that mean if a guy's not a Leo, I, I won't be, it won't be good for me? Not necessarily, no. But it, it, it means you're attracted to, uh, to men who have that kind of quality. So he could uh, have a Leo rising, he could have a Leo moon, he could have... Or just a powerful sun. Okay. Like on the Midheaven, for example, uh, which is the point in due south uh, of the birthplace uh, and above the horizon where the sun would be at noon if we actually told time by the sun. 
because people like that are are a bit like Leo's, depending on the sign of the sun, of course. So, and and also too, this business of opposite gender specification is not quite as clear as it used to be because the sexual roles are beginning to converge, and a woman who is out in the world doing her own thing and not primarily uh, a homemaker will have to own her Mars and her son for herself. That is, she'll have to make them parts of her conscious personality or she won't be able to survive in the career world. So does that screw up intimate relationships for a woman? No, it just means that w- what happens instead of she uh, instead of experiencing the uh, male charts through men, or what she experiences through men is the complement of her male and female charts. So the male and female chart, uh, the male and female planets taken together have to complement each other. Okay. And what if what if somebody doesn't know their birth time? I know that's really important in astrology. Like, let's say they, is there any way to like what if they can't find it? Like their parent is not around, or they can't find the certificate, or somebody they don't know, like the the mother doesn't know the actual time, like. What do they do? Well, first of all, that's much less of a problem than it used to be because usually there is a record somewhere in the State Bureau of Vital Statistics that has that information. It was a problem 50 years ago, but it isn't much of a problem anymore. Okay, so people could just go to Vital vital Statistics and get that. Exactly. New Jersey has a particularly good set of records, incidentally. Except for one thing, I'll have to share this with you. My birth certificate has got the wrong date on it. Wow, okay. (laughs) Now, what about what about adoptees? Because I know, like, luckily, I had my actual little card from the hospital. I'm I'm adopted, but it said six twelve p.m. Like it to, it said the time. But there's a lot of adoptees that don't don't get that information. It's definitely uh, definitely interferes with doing astrology. There's no question about it. However, if if two people are really strongly suited for each other, it will show up even without the time. It'll just show up more strongly with it. And similarly, if two people can't possibly get along, that really shows up clearly because that depends mostly on planetary connections, which are not so sensitive to time. Is there anything that we could do today with all three of us in the in the studio that we can do like with our with our birth date and time that maybe we can get a little sort of like insight on where we're at in the moment? Or is there anything you could do while we're on the line or is it or you can't do that on the radio? Well, I can I can do it very discreetly on the radio. Certainly, <clears throat> okay. uh, I have a I have, I'm sitting in front of my computer, so I can actually erect a chart if one of you has a time, date, and place. Well, I know you do, and I haven't. Yeah. But CJ, your Mercury retrograde thing might be worth looking at. Sure, dates four twenty six seventy eight, place Scranton, Pennsylvania. Time Slow down, I... CJ. Okay. Okay. Date again. Four twenty six seventy eight. Four twenty six one nine seven eight. Time. Okay, now here's the thing. I, it's uh, I think it's I have your chart. Is time. it PM or AM? It's AM. Okay, so seven, six something. Seven something. Was it seven something? I have to look it up. And we have the time seven twenty eight AM. Okay, and where? Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay, let me. And uh, just for people listening, we actually are having. Uh, CJ's chart uh, pulled up right now in the moment live wow. with astrologer Robert Hand to find out why his love life is having turbulence and why it only occurred why I only have a love life during the first retrograde of the year I don't know if that's all the time though every single relationship I don't think most of the time really yeah every single you know one. last summer now that I think last summer during the the summer retrograde I, I did have there was something going on okay yeah question yeah. Uh, did you say Branton or Bratton? Oh, Scranton, S-C-R-A-N-T-O-N. Okay. 
that we've got. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Grant PA one eight five oh five or one eight five one two as far as where Scranton. you're in Scranton. I'm in the one two. Where are you? Oh five. Yep. Yeah. Go to Leisure okay. in the 09. Yeah. Robbie there? I am. Okay. okay. Um, first of all, uh, you are a Gemini rising. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was aware of that. Which is Mercury's sign. Uh, and your Mercury, uh, okay, a- April 26, 1978, 728 a.m., Scranton, Pennsylvania. Right? Yes. Okay, Mercury is not retrograde. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I guess I did the wrong research. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can see what the problem is. It had just turned direct. Oh, okay. Which is very powerful. And, of course, that helps to account for your being in the communications industry because the mercury is very closely connected to the rising degree. Okay, but I can tell you what the issue is. Yeah, why um, is he having trouble with love? Like, why so much trouble? Okay, on the descending degree are together the moon and Neptune. And Mercury, your Mercury rising degree, uh, Mercury ruling your uh, rising degree is in a favorable combination with the Neptune, but that is still a difficult combination. Uh, what you have to be very careful of is, first of all, seeing the other person clearly and not through rose-colored glasses. Uh, being in a fantasy world about who someone is. You got it. You got it. Yes. I mean, like... uh, the moon, of course, assuming you, uh, you know, assuming classical gender roles, is women in your chart, and it's on the descendant, which by itself is quite good. But with Neptune, it has a tendency to not be realistic, to be excessively idealistic and so forth. Uh, this is not necessarily a fatal flaw. What it means you have to do is to, positively, you would be attracted to women who are on very intense spiritual trips or who are involved in a life uh, course which is extremely altruistic. Or are extremely sensitive. And, oh, by the way, you're not exactly a psychic clod yourself because you do have this moon, Neptune, and that means you have some ability in that area. But uh, the moon in its turn is in a favorable aspect to Saturn, which is very powerfully located exactly in the lowest point of the chart. And that means that you would not have been encouraged when you were growing up, I suspect, to develop those faculties. The psychic abilities. Exactly. But you can. Okay. Yeah, I would yeah. recommend, in fact, something. It will be better for you if instead of just people saying, oh, you're psychic, you can do it, you actually get somebody who can tell you what kind of tricks to use to turn the ability on. Understood. It needs to be methodic, methodical and systematic. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can help you with that. Yeah, I, I can go to your good. school. Yeah. Yeah. So why the Mercury retrograde, I don't honestly know, because Mercury, when it's, about, when it's just gone direct, is actually quite powerful or is about to become powerful more accurately, but it's it's a positive position. So, Is there anything in this chart, Rob, that's showing that, like, any sort of timing aspect is showing, like, when love could happen for him, for, you know, something stable, something long-lasting? Let's see here. My suspicion is, based on the position of Neptune and Saturn, both of which are very powerfully positioned, that you're going to have to go through the midlife crisis transits before a stable relationship can occur. That occurs between the ages of 40 and 43. That's not right around the corner, but it's not terribly far away either. And have you ever been married or in a committed relationship? I've been in committed relationships. Okay. Because Gemini is what's called a double-bodied sign, and so is Sagittarius, the other end. And that indicates usually there's more than one committed relationship, but if you've already had one, then 
you're probably due for the due for a more stable one. But the issue of the issue of making that moon Neptune work positively is the important one. You 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 do have to gain a more realistic attitude toward the kind of people you attract. Most especially, let me tell you what not to attract. Okay, that's that's actually going to be good Great. advice. Yeah, do not go for women who seem to need to be taken care of and rescued. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever had that pattern, but uh, yes, yeah, yeah. When that seems to be the case, my advice is to run like mad for the exit. <laughs> so is this just okay. CJ, or is this just everyone? Oh, it, it, no, it's particularly true of people who have Neptune associated with relationships. Oh, okay. Because Neptune wants to rescue people. Older astrologer I knew who was now passed on used to say, it's the savior looking for the victim and the victim looking for a savior. Right. Okay. Was that uh, was that our friend? Uh, no. Oh, no. okay. Well, that... Although I'm sure he would have gone along with it. Yeah. Um, so we, we have only about five minutes left in this, uh, in this show, and I could go on with you... Uh, for like another Jeez. two hours, you're just fascinating to me, and I'm sure that CJ and you will be doing a full on. He wants to schedule a full on session with you, and we can always come back and discuss what we find. Yep, I'll be in touch. So, okay. and Rob, uh, maybe we can get together again too, because I think I need you as well. <laughs> okay, not, so, not a- Okay, well, thank you so much for your time, thank and can you, you let people know how to get a hold of you, please? Yes. Well, the simplest way is through the website, which is A R H A T Media. R hat, a r h a t media dot com, and there are all instructions for contacting me for a consultation. Okay, and you do them by via phone. Do you do Skype sessions? Um... I do them by phone, and we are now doing them not with Skype because Skype is too unreliable. We're doing. We are now have availability video consultations using GoToMeeting, which enables a video recording to be made as well as an audio recording, and we can see each other. It's almost like being in the same room. Oh, that's great. That's that's awesome. I will I will definitely put a link once uh, the show comes about to uh, to you and to your work. Okay, so thanks. this is again, this is Robert Hand, and he is our uh, nationally renowned, internationally renowned astrologer. So thank you so much for coming on, Rob. My pleasure. Okay, thanks, we'll Rob. talk to you soon. Okay. Wow, guys. Wow, that was Pretty great. Awesome. Intense. That was great. He is like he's like a like an old scientist. He you rules. Know what I mean? he's, yeah, it's... he's amazing. I, I can't wait. Feel, I could feel his wisdom. Yeah, right. Yeah, really. Yep. I love that. There's yeah. not a lot of people in this world that have that old school. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to describe that feeling of yeah. just a sage wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, so are you excited by what he said that that or kind I'm, of? I'm extremely excited, but I'm, I'm processing it all. Yeah. You it was intense. Like it, yeah. it was, but it was I could intense. see what he was saying about how you're sage. attracted to the illusion of people. Sure. And um, sure. sometimes you get into a fantasy like with with the donut well, girl, yeah, and and Rachel, Rachel's the uh, LOML. Even Every though girl's she said, the love of his no, life, yeah, is what I mean. It goes right with what he's saying. Yeah, it does. Is that he idealize <laughs> you idealize them in your head in this fantasy, but they don't. They're not. That's not real. Right. Like she's she's now in a relationship. Yeah, so she but can't be the love of your life. She's still gonna be the love of my life. But I thought Riss was the love of your I life. Say. I thought that April was the love of your life. It still I might thought work that out Sarah with Sarah was the love. Of- in the last couple of weeks, we had four people so far that were the love of your life. Chris, I think you need a new process. <laughs> Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> yeah, I think go we got a new process. Go to yeah. Rob and then so come back. We will talk. Maybe yeah. not date for a little while. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. So thank you, Heidi, for coming on. You're welcome. Um, thank you, thank you so me. much. Yes, and uh, we hope to see 
how your insight and intuitive focusing on our lovely two ladies comes about. We're interesting to find out. Yes. So I got a text um, as as this was going on and from Michael. Yeah, from and um, he had he was hearing that Donna's significant or whatever we want to call him is actually looking to trade up. Okay. It's so a possibility. Means, like he's just, you know, going with this relationship right now until maybe something fits him a little exactly. bit better. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll have to see what, you know, yeah. what happens. So thank you everyone for uh, coming on on this edition of Intuitate Radio. We have so much more in store for you as the weeks go on. We have dating. We have pranks in the studio. We have psychic readings. We have Got a big prank asking, asking us out, asking people out on the air. We have so much going on. It's not even funny. There's a lot. Most of the time, we don't even know what's going to happen until we sit in these chairs. Yeah, isn't there a bigger prank that, that looms that something yeah, you, you're claiming I, to be able to pull off? And I, I know you want to keep that in the bag yeah, for I'm not, now. I'm going to talk about that next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, again, we appreciate you coming on. Um, again, my website, if you want to get in touch with me, Medium, and uh, Medical Intuitive and Intuitive Dating Expert, Marissa Weisapel, go to my website, www.connectionbeyond.com. That's connectionbeyond.com. And if you want to be on the show, just send me an email at info at connectionbeyond.com. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, CJ. And I'm Marissa, and we're signing off. See you next week. Good day.